0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast, and if you're looking for a place to make online wagers, go over to betonline.ag, use promo code PODCAST1, you get a 50% sign up bonus today, betonline.ag, they are your online sportsbook experts, my name is Ross Tucker, I am no longer up over 30 units, took a little bit of a hit in week 15, ready to bounce back. In week 60, I'm still up quite a bit on the year, and our best bets are still doing very well, if those of you that have been following, tracking those. Uh, pretty proud of it. Pretty proud that you guys can listen to this podcast for free and get great insight information. He's Steve Fezzik at Fezik Sports on Twitter, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling, the super contest out there at the Westgate, I don't know if I said it or not. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, and you can follow all of our great shows at RTF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check them all out over at rostucker.com, which is always where you can get the feed to this show if you miss on it or miss out on it for some reason. I did mention the show is fee- is free. Uh, I would appreciate, we would love, and it's helpful if you take advantage of any of our sponsors, whether that is Bet Online or the BetQL app, or the Sponsors tab over at RossTucker.com. A lot of great ones for the holiday season. It's not too late to order bombus socks or Saks underwear or whatever. And if you're looking for like a heartwarming gift for your wife or your mom or whoever, highly recommend MyFrontPageStory.com. Can't, I, my highest recommendation, you talk to a writer for 10 minutes, They write an unbelievable story about your mom or your wife, whoever you're getting the the gift for. They send it to you. Framed picture. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. And when they read those quotes that say, she's the reason I am the person I am. I just don't thank her enough for everything she's done. Wow, dude. I'm just telling you. It's very, very powerful. Myfrontpagestory.com. All right, Steve. Let's dive in. Started with uh, Ravens Jets Thursday night. You leaned to the Jets. I leaned to the Ravens. They won by 21. They were laying 14.5. I put two units on the Bears, getting four and a half points from the Packers. You leaned Green Bay. I lost those two units. The Bears got off to a horrible start. They lost 21 13. Although, what's crazy, Steve is if my Princeton buddy Jesper Horstead had pitched the ball on that last play, they needed one more pitch, and it was my Princeton buddy that had it. If he pitched that ball, they score a touchdown, and then they go for two. Maybe it's overtime, but even if they don't get the two-point conversion, I would have won that bet. Did you see that play?
1: I did. Now, i got to ask you, how is it that someone who went to Princeton, I understand that the normal football uh, muscle memory kicks in, and you don't want to do something stupid, you know, risky like that. But he had no chance, Ross, to get to the end zone. Even if he didn't see anyone to his right, how can he not pitch it rather than just fall down and get tackled?
0: Well, he did pitch it. He just pitched it too late, and it was a fumble. It was on the ground, and the Packers recovered it. Well, I think his flaw was – not understanding the speed and how quickly those guys were going to get to him, he's probably never pitched a football in a game in his life, and so he probably didn't realize. I can't wait till they start to grab me to pitch it. I got to pitch it before they get to me. That would if be he had my just played
1: rugby. The Bears would have covered.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He owes me money. He owes my. He owes our listeners money. Then we had New England, Cincinnati. I put a unit on New England laying nine and a half, which I don't like to do, but after the spygate two stuff, I figured they would put it on the Bengals and they did. We didn't look like it at halftime, but then the Andy Dalton started handing out interceptions. Uh we both leaned Seattle. How about that? The line was minus six and the game finished thirty to twenty-four. Tip of the cap to uh to the folks out in Vegas. Texans Titans. I was riding the Titans. They were playing awesome they were laying three points two units and they lost they uh the the magic just kind of evaded them a little bit there Steve
1: yeah the um yeah so Houston was in the better spot in this game because they were coming off the loss in Tennessee sometimes when a team has a long winning streak like Tennessee was on inevitably it's Difficult in the NFL to keep coming up with the big efforts. So I'm not saying that Houston's better than Tennessee right now. I have the two teams rated equally, but I'm not surprised Houston got the win.
0: So that was two losses, uh, two units I lost. Our first best bet, we both liked the Dolphins against the Giants, getting three and a half points. I only put one unit on it. I was a little bit worried about the uh, win one for the Eli factor. In his last home start, we presume, and that's exactly what happened. The Giants won 36-20. to 20. Kind of a disappointing effort by the Dolphins. I feel like every time I believe in them or show faith, Steve, they they abandon it. They don't reward me.
1: Yeah, big effort by Eli, who even gave a pregame pep speech, which apparently he never does, so, um, missed that factor on this game, and that was a significant factor. Giants played very hard.
0: He also threw three terrible picks, and they still lost 36-20. to 20. Eagles, Redskins, you leaned Redskins. I leaned Eagles, who got a miracle cover on the last play. They were really fortunate even just to win the game. Denver, Kansas City, I lost two more units. Uh, I don't know what if it would have happened the same way, if it was snowing or not, but I had Denver getting ten and a half points from the Chiefs. They lost twenty three to three in the snow. Steve, did you get in on the under action when you saw that it was snowing?
1: Yes, I actually got early word on that middle eh, middle late in the week about the snow report and then as you were watching the game, and we speak a lot about this, how live wagering is a great opportunity, and you could tell that that was going to compromise the offenses somewhat, although Mahomes and Kansas City handled it pretty well. But the bottom line is oftentimes the betting markets will readjust for a weather report, and then when you're actually watching the game in person, the weather can be much worse or much better than expected. And, Ross, you, you had personal experience last year. Was that in Buffalo, Indy, the uh, snowstorm? Yeah, was it was no actually chance. two
0: years ago now, if you can believe that.
1: Wow. And watching that game, you could tell there was no chance those teams were going to get to 30 points, much less 40, correct?
0: Without question. Uh, and even uh, the Chiefs weren't able to score more than 23. Tampa Bay-Detroit was next. We both passed the game. The Bucks won by 17. Cleveland-Arizona, I passed. You put a unit on the Arizona Cardinals getting 2.5. I regret that I did not do that as well. They won the game 38-24. So that was a nice unit for you there, Steve. Oakland and Jacksonville. I put a unit on the Raiders. They were winning 16-3 to at halftime, laying six and a half against an NFL team that had lost five, five games in a row by 17 points or more. Steve, I know they're coming to Vegas. I know they're kind of your team now. That was an unbelievable disgrace by the Raiders for their fans, and it cost our listeners a unit that have been following my bets.
1: Yeah, I think you've got to worry about the Raiders the rest of this year. Are they going to be a dead team? Because this was a critically important final home game ever in Oakland, and they just came out guns blazing and ran out of gas and it was embarrassing, it was ugly, the crowd booing, upset at the end of the game, but the bottom line is, Ross, no matter what happens the next two games, Vegas doesn't care, the Raiders are our team, and this town is as excited as you will ever see about a franchise coming here, so um, it's not going to impact the Raiders next year, it will impact them this year.
0: Then we've got the Vikings and the Chargers. We went head to head on this one, Steve. The Chargers were, or the the Vikings were laying two and a half points. I like the Vikings laying the points. You like the Chargers getting the two and a half. Final score: thirty nine to ten. Seven turnovers for the Chargers. They are an amazing losing conundrum, Steve.
1: You know I'm kicking myself for this one because. I always preach coaching, and if you did nothing but just glance at the schedule uh, between your third and fourth Coronas and just say, yeah, let me just take a look at the coaching mismatches here. I got two minutes to handicap this card. Let me see. I got Belichick. He's, uh, I think he's a top-five coach. Yeah, Uh, against uh, Zach Taylor. He's a bottom-five coach. Yeah, I'll bet the Patriots. And then down at the bottom of the schedule, oh, I got Zimmer. Yep, he's a top-five coach against Anthony Lynn, who's clearly a bottom-five coach, those would have um, that simplistic handicapping method would have led you to two blowout wins.
0: Atlanta-San Francisco, you leaned Atlanta. I leaned San Francisco. That was a good lean by you. Atlanta won that game outright. Cowboys-Rams. I thought the Rams would beat them. Trends would continue, but I was a little bit nervous. I only put one unit on it. Good thing it was only one unit. Cowboys blew them out 44-21. Our only other best bet, Steve, we only had two. It was the Bills and the Steelers. I put two units on the under. You put one unit on the under. The lowest total of the year, 36.5, and they still came in well under, Steve, 17-10. to 10. We needed that one.
1: Yeah, and so the um – the lesson here is that whenever you play a number below thirty-seven under, it's so difficult. You better be right. And let's face it, it's seventeen to ten. We're cashing easily. If Duck Hodges sees the post pattern breaking open at the end of the game, we might have been headed for overtime and a case of bad beat city there. So uh, dangerous to play under thirty-six and a half. But it was the right side.
0: Colts Saints. We both passed the game, and the Saints obliterated. The Indianapolis Colts. For the week, you were down two units, Steve. I was down four units. So through week 15, I am up 26 units. You are up six units. We were one and one on our best bet. So we are 26 wins, 16 losses, two pushes on the best bets. Onward to week 16 we go, Bri. Week 16's lines as they are
2: Every week presented by betonline.ag using that promo code podcast. One We'll start Saturday, one o'clock Eastern Ross, the Houston Texans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Houston favored by three with a total of forty nine and a half.
0: This is a tough one uh, because the Bucs are playing really well, but the Bucs are not expected to have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. They're top two receivers now. That makes it tough. Texans obviously have a lot to play for. This is a tough one, but I'm going to show some faith in the Bucks. the way they've been playing. They're getting points, home dog, one unit on the Bucks, getting three points.
1: I'm going to pass the game. The power ratings certainly support Tampa, but I'm always reluctant whenever I'm playing on a team that has cluster injuries in a key position because let's face it, the Bucs cannot run the ball. They're great at throwing the ball. As you mentioned, Ross, not only are the Bucks' top two wide receivers out, but those are two of the best ten wide receivers in the league. And the Bucks' number four guy is banged up. He may not play as well a wide receiver. And with Winston having a propensity for throwing interceptions to guys that he's used to throwing to, I'm very worried about what he might do when he's throwing to guys he's not used to throwing to. So I will pass the game.
2: Steve, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday afternoon. The Buffalo Bills, they are getting 6.5 points at the New England Patriots. And the over-under on this one is the low 38.
1: All right. So I see no reason to deviate from the strategy we utilized with Buffalo last week because I see this as an identical game. I see two really good defenses, and I see two below-average offenses, if not significantly below average right now. Edelman is banged up. Brady's had five straight poor games. Where are the points going to come from? This is exactly the same as Buffalo-Pittsburgh. I'm going under two units.
0: I'm with you on that one, Steve. Uh, I don't really understand it. Two units on the under 38. I don't see where points come from in this one. Uh, I also like the Bills getting six and a half points. That's that's a lot of points. For a total, it's 38 I mean, you're kind of counting on them to win a 17-10 game, I guess, 20-13-ish. to 13-ish. I, I kind of like the Bills. Now, my only concern about the Bills is they just made the playoffs. They just had a big win Sunday night over the Steelers. There could be a letdown factor. So I'm only going to go one unit on the Bills plus six and a half, but I'm with you two units on the under 38, low-scoring game, two units, best bet, under 38.
2: The best bet. Third and final game for Saturday, Ross. It's the Los Angeles Rams. They are six and a half point underdogs at the San Francisco 49ers over under 45.
0: Hard to know which Rams team is going to show up. And the Niners desperately need this game. I do think that they're going to bounce back from that loss to the Falcons. And I do think that the Rams realize their playoff hopes are pretty much over at this point. So I'm going to put one unit on the Niners laying the six-and-a-half points.
1: I'll lean to the Niners. I think that the loss to Atlanta was excusable because – it was a horrible spot off three straight big games against contenders, and with two divisional showdown games coming up, they just looked past Atlanta and blew the nine-point lead late. And I agree. I think the Rams know it's all over. I would bet the 49ers, except for the injury report, is so long on the Niners right now, but I'll still lean 49ers.
2: Steve, on to Sunday. Let's start with Jacksonville at Atlanta. Falcons laying 7.5 points, total 46.5 half
1: Okay, so I will go ahead and lean in this game towards Atlanta. I think that the Jacksonville win, it's unexplainable how they were able to come from behind against the Raiders. But they were on pace to get blown out again. And give Minshew a little bit of credit, but I think it's an aberration. And what's not an aberration is this Atlanta team is just playing better ball. I will lean to the Falcons.
0: I'm passing this game. I really don't like games like this this part of the year where you're just not quite sure what you're gonna get out of these teams. And I know you could say that all the time, but you know, the Jaguars, they're all getting fired. Falcons, they're probably getting fired. They both came to play and they both won last week in California. They're both back now. Seven and a half points is too many for me to lay. I would lean Jacksonville.
2: Our next game, Ross, it's the Saints at the Titans.
0: New Orleans favored by three in this one. Fifty and a half is the total. Be curious to see how both these teams react. Saints Monday night, big win. Breeze breaks the record. Short week. Now they got to play outdoors against a Titans team that obviously needs this win. I just feel like the Saints are playing. Drew Breeze is playing out of his mind right now. I don't like laying points on the road, though. This is a pass for me. I'd probably lean New Orleans and lean lay in those three if you really want to play the game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to like Tennessee plus the three for two units here. I think Tennessee was playing as well as any team in the league. Uh, Historically, Breeze and the Saints have not played as well on grass and on the road, and frankly, that was such an emotional Monday night game for New Orleans I'm always worried about teams off those big emotional efforts how they do the following week Tennessee for two units
2: talking about big emotional efforts Steve how about the New York Giants they're getting two and a half points at the Redskins this weekend
0: 42 is the total
1: yeah so looks like I believe is Daniel Jones going to likely make the start Ross is that the latest you heard
0: yes sounds like he's practicing with the starters
1: Yes, and I think, uh, Brian, you nailed it, that this is an emotional uptick last week for the Giants, and I'm worried that they're going to come crashing back down. Washington phony loss against the Eagles. You could make the case they should have won the game. They certainly should have covered the game. So I think it's a Washington team that is trending upwards, playing better defense, Um, but my power ratings certainly don't support it, so I'll lean just with Washington.
0: Yeah, I'm going to show some faith in the Redskins. Uh, I don't know what Daniel Jones is going to do back. He should be rusty. Redskins, I thought, were pretty impressive, especially offensively against the Eagles. I think they're due for a win uh, after losing that game. The last two, heartbreaking fashion. One unit on the Redskins laying the 2.5 points.
2: Ross, the Pittsburgh Steelers are laying three points
0: at the New York Jets. Total is 38 I don't really get this. I I don't think the Jets are very good. I think the Steelers, I know that they have some issues with Duck Hodges, but I think they're going to come out and play uh, very well. They've got the playoff berth on the line. Jets are one of those teams that you're not really quite sure what to make of it. I know they've had some extra time to prepare, but I don't do this very often. I'm laying two units with the Steelers, laying the three points. I think they win the game by a touchdown 10 points, something like that.
1: I'm going to lean to the Jets. I do not believe in the Pittsburgh offense. Duck Hodges has regressed mightily. Um, the Steelers, I think their last seven games, their offense has only once have they managed to score more than one touchdown, and they only got two in that game. So if they're only getting one touchdown a game, you're asking a lot from the defense to cover a minus-three spread Um, However, we're going to go back to the well with another Pittsburgh under. The Jets' defense is certainly much better than their offense, and with the Steelers only getting one touchdown per game. All right, go ahead and give them two. How are these teams going to get to 38 points? They're not. I'm going to go under the 38 two units.
2: Steve, next game, it's the Miami Dolphins, and they are laying one point at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, a total 47
0: let, let me jump in there quick. Um, I was debating it, Steve, and I should have jumped on it. I'm with you on the under 38. Uh, I, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe Darnold. They scored 21 against the Ravens. But, no, you're right. It's going to be like a 20-10 to 10 game. Two units under 38 for me. Steelers, Jets, another best bet. The
2: best bet.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati, Miami. You know what? I have no idea what we're going to get from either one of these teams. Better betting opportunities, I pass.
0: I would agree. Um, you know, my intuitions would say lean to the Dolphins, but they've they've hurt me bad a couple a couple times now, so I can't I can't go there. Plus, Joe Mixon's running the ball very well. If Dalton doesn't throw a bunch of picks, the Bengals could easily win the game. That's a pass.
2: Carolina at Indianapolis, Ross. We got six and a half point favorites for the Colts at home against the Panthers. 46
0: is the total. It is really, really interesting. Yet again, how many games this week there are between teams that are not playoff bound. There's a lot. And this is another one. No idea what to expect from Carolina and rookie quarterback Will Greer. No idea what to expect. I guess I expect the Colts to bounce back and play better after they were shellacked Monday night. Uh, But I'm passing the game. I'd probably lean Colts, but I don't know. Wait, Maybe Will Greer comes out and he's good.
1: Yeah, way too much uncertainty in this game as well. I will pass it.
2: Our next one, Steve. It's Baltimore and Cleveland. Ravens laying 10 points with a total of 48.
1: Look at this Baltimore point spread tax that is getting applied to this game now. So Baltimore, obviously, on a ten and zero straight up run. Baltimore on a seven and one against the spread run. They buried the books on Thursday, crushing the hapless Jets, and that's why this line is ten. So I could only look to to bet Cleveland, but I'm not going to do it. And the reason being is that the Browns just had their dreams crushed. Their playoffs. Officially eliminated. You've got Kitchens fighting with his uh, number one wide receiver, Landry. On the sidelines, the number two wide receiver, Odell Beckham, has distractions. So a team that is uh, completely coming loose at the seams. I can't bet Cleveland. And the point spread's too high. I pass.
0: I agree with pretty much everything you just said. I think the Ravens are going to smash them. But 10 points, you never know. that. That's a I'd be a I'd be a heavy lean to the Ravens, but you never quite know for sure. So I'll pass the game for the reasons that you mentioned.
2: Rasta Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. Broncos, six and a half point favorites, thirty-eight and a half the total.
0: Kind of like the Broncos here. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back after the snow game. They're still playing, you know, I think Drew Locke will play well at home. Uh, and the Lions are just Not in a good place for a lot of reasons. One unit on the Broncos laying the six and a half.
1: The only side I would look to, um, I don't know how the team's going to respond with the news that Matt Patricia has gotten a vote of confidence. I wouldn't have given him that vote. I'll pass this game.
2: Steve, the Oakland Raiders. Can we still call them the Oakland Raiders or can we officially call them the Las Vegas Raiders?
1: I think we should just call them the Raiders. Just the Raiders. Um, Nomads traveling across the country.
2: All right. The Nomads getting seven points as they are in Los Angeles taking on the Chargers, 45 the total.
1: Yeah, home game, actually, for the Raiders that have tremendous support from Southern California. So I imagine 80% of the crowd will be pro-Raider. And maybe this crowd won't care that much that they disappointed in Oakland because this will be their opportunity to root for um the Raiders, I'm frankly surprised that the spread is as high as it is. Um, you know, the Chargers, their season has melted down completely. But, you know, great stats year to date. And the Chargers finally fully healthy. I'll pass the game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put a unit on the Raiders. Um, they let me down last week. But I, I agree. I think that place will be raucous. And I think the Raiders bounce back. And play better. Now, they've played poorly several weeks in a row, so this might be a fool's errand for me. But one, you on the Raiders if they're going to get seven points.
2: Ross, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, showing here a uh, three point spread here that the uh, Cowboys are favored by three. Some places we're getting two and a half, forty six and a half 46 and though, is the total.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the only way you could go here is to lay the points with the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to pass the game, but I would lean to Dallas. I think they win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 7, 10 points. You know, the Eagles just haven't played good offense and defense at the same time all year. And they're playing with a bunch of practice squad guys right now. You know, the Cowboys have all their guys for the most part. Cowboys looked awesome on Sunday against the Rams. They showed what their ceiling is, and it's way, way higher than the Eagles. This is a pass, just a lean Dallas.
1: Yaoli in Dallas as well. Oftentimes it sure seems like when you get these late season games, it just comes down to who truly is the better team, regardless of the venue where they're playing. And Dallas just has tremendous stats year to date. It's amazing that this team's only seven and seven. I will say this. want to ask you about this as well, Ross. So the coin toss, when Dak comes out and says, oh, we're going to kick, and then he says we're going to defer, and he's really not sure what they're going to do. Is this not an indictment of the special teams coach that has to have his players prepped on what to say?
0: Uh, I think that they are. They they obviously, because he did say defer, they obviously didn't make it clear enough with the language of it. Uh, but he did say defer, so he's aware of the word, and he was told to say that. I don't know what got into Dak Prescott. I do think it's interesting, though, while we're recording this, evidently Dak Prescott got an MRI on his shoulder, and uh, Jason Garrett said, and I quote, it's hard for him to function right now, which is interesting.
1: Very interesting. And, you know, one more quick question. Why even send Dak Prescott out there for the coin toss? I mean, shouldn't you just have, like, a special teams guy from Princeton that his, one of his ancillary jobs is to go out there and get the coin toss. Right. I mean, what are they doing?
0: You know what? Um, I think you could say that logically, Steve, but it's, you know, it's the leadership captain thing. You know, you're one of the best players, leaders of the team. And that's who goes out there. That's one of those things that has just been ingrained for so many years. People don't look at it any other way. Oh, am I up first on Arizona, Seattle, or Steve? I honestly don't remember. So Ross, will just you can you can have
2: Arizona, Seattle first. Arizona getting nine and a half points at the Seahawks.
0: Fifty is the over under. Arizona has played uh, much better two weeks in a row. Played very well against Cleveland. Kenyon Drake four touchdowns. They ran the ball effectively. Played pretty good defense. Seattle hasn't been as good at home this year. Seattle doesn't really blow people out. I am puzzled by this line. Two units, Arizona get nine and a half.
1: Yeah, tough game. Um, It's pricing in the fact that Seattle has to keep winning to uh, get home field in the playoffs. Uh, That was impressive what Arizona did, but I wonder how much of that was just Cleveland quitting at the end of the game. Um, You know, another lesson in terms of running backs and how they just don't last. In the league, isn't it amazing how David Johnson was everyone's fantasy darling a few years back, and he has a wrist injury, and a couple years later, he's nowhere to be found, Ross. Running backs, they have short careers in the NFL. I'm going to pass this game.
2: All right, Sunday Night Football, Steve. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They are laying five and a half points at the Chicago Bears with an over-under of 45.
1: So I'm going to lean to Kansas City, a strong lean. I was hoping to lay fewer points. I'm going to make the case, and I've been making the case, Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl this year. And they're the team that's flown under the radar all year long because Matt Moore had to play three games, and they lost one of them to Green Bay. And they lost three games when Mahomes wasn't 100%. And they lost close games when he was compromised in the fourth quarter, and they got outscored in the fourth quarter. But this Kansas City team, their defense is number 11 in the league now, according to Football Outsiders. They've held their last four opponents to 17 or fewer points. This Chiefs team is playing as well as Baltimore and better than everybody else in the league right now. Watch out for these Chiefs, and I think Chicago could well have a hangover now that they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Strong lean to the Chiefs.
0: Wow, strong comments there on the Chiefs, Steve. Um, I tend to agree, though, with a lot of the things that you said I don't love laying five-and-a-half points on the road, but I kind of feel like that's how the Chiefs are playing right now. One unit on the Chiefs laying the five-and-a-half.
2: Monday Night Football Ross, Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, five-and-a-half point favorites with an over-under of 45 and a half.
0: I get it. Uh, five-and-a-half a half's too many for me here, um, but I, I certainly get it. I understand it. Why that's the line – Vikings underlying statistics versus the Packers, but I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to play. Packers have found a way to win 11 games for a reason, so I'm going to pass the game.
1: Yeah, Green Bay's won 11 games because they've been lucky, and they basically done nothing after the first quarter in a whole lot of those games. We got a coaching mismatch here. Uh, Minnesota dominated the first game in the stats and somehow lost the game. Late Kirk Cousins. Interception in the end zone. I know, I get it. That's what Cousins does, but he does it more often on the road. I am absolutely going to back the Vikings here. And now, I understand the line is getting away from me. By the way, there are fives available, um, so certainly grade me at minus five. I'll put two units on the Vikings.
0: Nice work, Steve. As always, we will have a show next week, likely before the holiday. But who knows? Maybe we even wait and do it on the twenty-sixth. Steve and I will have to chat on that and figure out when we're going to do it since there aren't games until later on the week. But we will be all over that, which is very, very cool. Looking forward to it. Other than that, you guys know the deal. Both Fantasy Feast podcasts have posted. If you want to know who to play in DFS, like that Saturday DFS slate, check out Joe Dolan for sure on the Fantasy Feast podcast. He's an absolute stud. You can get ready for the bowl games if you want to bet them with Matt Waldman on the College Draft Podcast. And, of course, Andrew Brandt was excellent today. Greg Gosell will be excellent tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend.